Hey everybody, this is Karis Frigi, and this is a daily devotional podcast where I will read a portion of scripture, a new one every day, and then share some thoughts that I've written on it. I hope it encourages you. Hey everybody, today is Wednesday, September 15th, and we're actually going to read a whole chapter today. We're going to get to the end of 1 Peter by the end of September, since we're just doing Wednesdays and Fridays. As I was looking through it, this whole chapter actually, to me, um, I mean, it communicates so many things that you could take in depth, but I wanted to extract from it what I believe is the overall goal of this chapter that Peter is trying to present to his audience, which is an attitude of humility. So we're going to start in verse one and go all the way through. Here it goes. It says, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless For to this you are called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who is there to harm you if you're zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to him. 
So I believe that all of chapter three is actually summed up in verse 18, which says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. The righteous for the unrighteous is the ultimate injustice that satisfied the justice of God. The first few verses of this chapter prove that Peter was not living in our post-Christian, pro-individual world. It's loud out there. Everyone is demanding that they get what's theirs, and apparently it's everyone else's fault when anyone isn't getting what they're entitled to. Wives, blow off your husbands. Husbands, tell your wife to chill. People, make sure you take care of yourself before you see to anyone else's needs. But this isn't the way of Jesus. Peter says, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. A friend recently shared that she had a dream where the door to church was so low that everyone in our church had to crawl on their knees to get inside. And she woke up and immediately knew the interpretation to her own dream. She said it was that humility is the way into the presence. We're invited in this chapter to be like our master. And he suffered once for all as the only right one for the unrighteous ones. The way to where Jesus is now at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to him was a road paved with submission and obedience. Jesus submitted to death and he told his disciples, Peter is remembering this, that no one took his life from him but he gave it willingly out of reverence and obedience to the Father. And that's why Peter encourages us to have unity of mind and to have sympathy and brotherly love and a tender heart and a humble mind. The Passion Translation says that last part like this, let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. The call for wives to cultivate a humble and gentle spirit and the call for husbands to deal gently with their wives And then this charge to all of us to embrace suffering and slander because of Jesus is all ultimately a call to live unto the Father who will defend our lives and cover us just as he did Jesus. Jesus's humility was a gateway to his exaltation. And Peter will echo that thought for us later in chapter 5, that the way to be exalted in God's eyes is to choose humility. Be like Jesus, Peter says. You'll gain the applause of heaven, and you'll lose the sting of man's rejection. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I love that this whole chapter really is looking at Jesus, and really all that Peter is trying to get his listeners or his readers to do is to consider how Jesus lived and then to live that way. And he was trying to remind them of of who Jesus was and how it actually works into everything in their life. It's like when Jesus said that the kingdom is actually like leaven that a woman took and she hid in three different loaves of bread. It's the same thing. Somehow the yeast of how Jesus did life should get into our lives and affect everything about us. And Peter is urging his audience, his friends, his his readers to do the same thing, to let the kingdom way of life permeate everything so that every area of our life is welcome to be under the scrutiny of Jesus and to say, is this pleasing to you? Because ultimately I'm not living for this man that offended me or this person that offended me. As a wife, I'm not living to my husband and how he's treating me. I am living 
to Jesus. That's the goal, at least. It's not always how I'm living, but it's how I want to live with his applause, his thoughts. And that's how Jesus lived. He didn't entrust himself to other people, the Bible says. But it does say that he obeyed because he had his face set to obey the Father. He wanted to bring the Father delight. And the way to do that is to get low. And then Jesus found himself being put at the name that is above every name. And the way for us in the kingdom to be honored before Jesus and before the Father is to also follow his example and get low. And I love that even the, the very first practical ideas of marriage and how to work that out, it's really both of us learning how to get low. And then he comes around to the whole crowd of people and says, all of you, be tender to each other, be compassionate, be filled with humility as you walk with each other. That's so not the way culture is going and even the church is going but it's the Jesus way. And so I love this chapter for refreshing our hearts again on what it looks like to walk with Jesus and to walk with other people. And I hope that these thoughts encourage you today. Have a wonderful day. We'll be back here on Friday for the beginnings of chapter four.